Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, podcasters. You can hear an amazing chat. Sorry, I got in too soon. Hi, no, just go feet first. Go for yeah, it. I thought that was because I'm invested in a show that I've never watched. Right. Um, but that's normally what I do, the Tindler Swindler. It's better hearing it from other people. Mm-hmm. Than watching the show. You reckon? Yeah, it's how I do, but I read the back pages of a book first. So uh, we spoke to one of the girls involved with it. Cecile. Cecile. So if you're into that TV show, or even if you're not, it's very interesting. It's a movie-length documentary on Netflix. Mm. It's uh, about a guy who, if you haven't seen it, he um, pretends to be the son of a diamond-dealing billionaire in Israel. Michael Hill. Uh-huh, yep, that's him. Um, and then he swindles money out of women, and what he does while well, he's wooing one and spending money on them, he then gets money off them to woo the next woman. Mm. And it's actually a very insane show to watch. And you also, you also um, got people some money by asking what's in their crack. That's right. Yeah, that was actually it was quite, the quite the surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone had lots of stuff stuffed in their crack. Yep. Um, so check your crack today. That I'm going to go and check yours. Soon. Mine wasn't that good. Mine's filthy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Mm. Hmm. Why? Because you just seemed like that. If it seemed like a filthy, dirty, disgusting man yeah, is what he was me. saying. That's me. Just no. a person that would just lick their shirt after a sauce has dripped down to get the last moment of that. Everyone does that. Everybody <laughs> does that. How else would you get it off? No, I wouldn't lick my shirt. Wouldn't you? No. Nah. But I have even chocolate from the floor of a car once. <laughs> But it was Hague's chocolate. So no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Still waiting for you to say something that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> is it, hey, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> would you pick up a, a, if you were eating delicious chips or something like that, mm. would you ever pick it up if it was on a supermarket floor or like a, like a Westfield? Because there's a lot of foot traffic going there. But then my friends and I are having this debate. They're also the cleanest because they have cleaners coming all the time. Mm. So it's a bit of a much of muchness. There's no point of saying, oh, but it's at home. It's only us, but I have only cleaned like once every three weeks. It's different. Is it within seven seconds? I don't think there is a seven seconds. Is it within 24 hours? <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even think about it, would you? Nah. No. If I was enjoying it, I'd be like, real quick, oh, pick ch- it up. Mm. Oh. All men are like 75% seagull. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Plus, it is, but I mean, you're talking to someone who won't even order the food at a food court, let alone eat it if she drops. They are the ones that get done most for food safety. Oh, no, yeah, I've never, in I've the never paper eaten every a food day. court. My dad loves a food court, and I've yeah. never eaten at one. So many of my friends have been lost to food courts. That's, there's just cemeteries full of them. Yeah, but don't you hate it when you see that there's like, oh, this this place had cockroach droppings and rodent droppings? Like you couldn't eat thereafter. No. I go, hey, Stav, we had lunch there. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, it was Look, good. It's on the telly. Yeah. So I bet you they're going. I bet you they're selling all their stuff cheap now because no one's going there. Yeah, we don't care. You know, don't care? <laughs> no. I've been in a food court oh, nah. in Chinatown of Sydney, right? Yeah, that's and, a great place. That. Oh, yeah. beautiful. When I used to go there a lot for work, I used to go to the same spot every time and get the same laksa. It was the most I love a laksa. unbelievable thing I've ever eaten. When I went there, I went there for a week once for work. Night one, sitting there smashing my laksa, mm-hmm. and I saw the <laughs> biggest cat-sized rat mm. run through the food court mm-hmm. and out like out of the place where I'd bought through the food court and, and around. <laughs> Did you just way. lift up your legs, let it run by? <laughs> I just looked at it and I was like, 
And everyone in there knew what they were in for. So, like, everyone everyone saw the rat. Mm. No one reacted because we all knew when we sat down, we knew what we were doing. No, Mm. I like to pretend. Like, if I was to see a hair in my food, Mm. I would not eat the remaining of the food. Even though hair is beautiful, but once it's unattached from the scalp, Mm -hmm. it is a dirty, dirty, dirty thing. Well, now we know how to get a free meal when we eat with Abby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's mind games yeah. You just got to make sure it's not blonde If it's your own hair, does that bother you? No, I, I still don't like it Yeah, because yeah, I know it's my hair Because it's blonde on the bottom and brown at the, the top, top. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I'm, I'm with you We'd, I'd love, let's go for a food Food preparation lunch. is very important for me I won't go, I remember our neighbours growing up Used to let their dog eat out of the same plate Oh, well, that's, oh that's, you mean so like But they would wash it Mm, that doesn't matter. I have to have separate, like, s- s- like separate f- food for the um, food preparation for the dog. But so he, she has her own um, dog spoon. Mm. Isn't that standard? Nope. No. You would use the same cutlery. Yep. Yeah, the spoon, spoon, a dog food. It's like mm. the same theory of growing up, and we still have it in our house. The salad bowl is no, also. See, I don't spew have bowl. a salad bowl. It's a spoon bowl. I have a spew bowl. Such a princess. <laughs> Just cleanliness. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's we godliness, save, Dav. We save that salad bowl for just the creamy salads in case, you know, like <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> it kind of yeah. hides everything. Mm-hmm. That's the potato salad. Mm-hmm. It's a mental game, I know. Okay, in the middle of today's podcast, uh, you're going to get an answer for Alpha Bucks tomorrow. Here we go. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. friend of mine gave me a call yesterday and she wanted advice and I could not stop laughing. I was giggling so much. I said, I will give you a call tomorrow. I had to text her and said, I'm sorry. Mm. And I'll put it to you guys and see how you would have taken it. Oh, God. Because, no, it's a good thing. She was saying that she was listening to this podcast because she's going through a bit of a career thing at the moment and also just hard going back to work with a baby and also her relationship mm-hmm. with her husband. And I was like, yeah, she said, I was listening to this podcast and I got her into it and I'd stopped listening to it. <laughs> Classic nice Coleman. <laughs> Turns out at the end you're supposed to murder your spouse. I didn't get to that bit. <laughs> Are we still vegan, by the way? No, we're not. We're not, but we will try again. But I do want to talk to you about another fitness thing. But I, I, and she was saying in this that it was really good that they were saying that you need mentors in all aspects of your life. Mm. So you need a mentor, you know, with someone that you admire for parenting or whether it is in your career. And what it's supposed to be is reduce time. So they're saying a mentor basically will explain all the things that they did wrong and all the things that they've done right so that you can skip to, I guess, where they are now. So it reduces time. And she's saying about how she's found one for, for work. And I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> she gets I just thought that you would be good. And I thought maybe she'll ask about parenting. Yeah. And she said, because. So she came to you to be her mentor. Yeah. She's like, and I thought that you would be good. Oh, how flattering, though. <laughs> like, that's, that's really nice. That for, someone would do um, that. for relationship. <laughs> no. And I said, that's what I said to her. I said, oh. Uh-huh. What do you mean? Mm. And she goes, you and Scotty are like crazy, but like crazy in love. And I went, okay, so what do you want help with? Mm-hmm. And she said, I just think that we've had a hard time with a child. And I was like, of course it's hard. And going back to work, I was like, but I think we need to be like 
for you to be, if someone came to you and said a mentor, mm. right, for a relationship, mm. you'd feel this pressure to be perfect, not the fact that I just had yelled at my husband on the phone mm. and he hung up on me. Mm. Maybe that's what she's asking, though. How can someone annoy you so much, <laughs> but yet you're still yeah. in love with that's them? That's good, and I do. Yeah. We're like yin and yang, and we do work well. But if someone was to ask you to be a mentor for relationship goals, what would you say? I'm going to have to ask my wife <laughs> if I can do that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's an honour, but I was just like... Yeah. What mental role do you think you could fulfil? Well, I thought it might have been, like, going back to work uh-huh. after having a child. Because uh-huh. yeah. I think that's really hard. And I always talk about my marbles in a jar. Remember those? Like, you've only got a certain, amount of, them. <laughs> a certain amount of marbles for each day. Mm. And you have a jar that <clears> could be health. Yeah. And, you know, if you're with all your children, you might not have time to put it in that. So I was like, you know, you, you can't feel guilty. So I thought it would be that. Mm. But no. <laughs> Take it as a compliment. No, yeah. I do. But I was just, I felt like then I had to be like, hey, Scott, when he came. Oh, so you did. I love you. <laughs> What's going By on? By the way, you forgot to put the washing out, but that's all right. I'll just ignore it. Are you feeling the pressure of if she uses you as a mentor, <laughs> yes. the relationship doesn't work out? Yeah, you, you have to stay together I now. I just think it's different how people work. And I would say that Scotty and I, like when we even banter, mm. like at our house, sometimes I think people would be annoyed, but that's actually just us flirting. So mm. I think it's different yeah. with each Person, she's there writing. Be more mean. <laughs> to it's each lovely. Other. Kevin and yeah. I was like, I probably, more. I probably need a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't allow him freedom. <laughs> Got, so it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. What would you want to be? Get him to build me a palace. <laughs> then constantly complain about state it of. Needs to be painted. Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well, news came out this week that uh, a massive show in the US is getting an Australian spin-off, and that is NCIS. I know you're a fan of NCIS. Yeah, Gibbs is my favourite character. Abby. Yes, Abby. Yeah, Abby's I mean, what can she mm. not? She makes mm. me want to drink soft drink. We interviewed uh, Michael Weatherly when he came down for the Logies, and he was fantastic. Mm. And he'd done all this research. He watched all the shows on the DVD on the way over, so he knew what he was talking about. Very interesting story behind him, actually. His father is the man who imported Swiss Army knives to America. Fortune. Like, absolute That's how billionaire. Rich. Yeah, but he said, if you do acting, I will disown you from the family and you won't see a cent. So he never did? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, so it's Navy crime... Investigation service. service or something. Yeah. So it's actually a spin-off from JAG, but not oh, many people right. know that. Oh, that um, was a popular one. Yeah, but they are branching out and they're going to do NCIS. They've got NCIS LA. Yeah, but this is their first international. Yes, it is. To be able to bring it to Australia is mm-hmm. very exciting. Maybe they've seen the crime rates and they think that there's a show to be made. <laughs> Maybe they have. Which is a missed opportunity that they wouldn't do it on the Gold Coast. Well... If Sydney uh, works, mm. they already, you know how they think ahead. They already greenlight season two before season yes. one comes out. Yeah. And they have already greenlit NCIS Brisbane. Brilliant. I know. Can you imagine? And they, they knew I worked here and they were like, Stav, do mm. you want to have a sneak peek? I was like, would love to, Gibbs. Thank you. My mum's a massive <laughs> fan, Mark Harmon. <laughs> Did you call him Gibbs? <laughs> yeah, Gibbos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I have an exclusive. Here is the uh, trailer-ish for NCIS Brisbane. NCIS Brisbane. All right, listen up. This is Special Agent Gibbs from the US. He's going to be shadowing you on your cases. G'day, Gibbo. It's Gibbs. All right, Gibbo, keep your shirt on. Look, I'm here because we have intel that Brisbane City has been taken over by ISIS. ISIS? You sure, mate? I mean, no one goes into the city these days. The parking's terrible. We have it on good authority that ISIS are planning an attack in King George Square. Read the report. 
Yeah, oh, Ibis Gibbo. They're talking about Ibis. Nasty buggers they are. It's Gibbs. There's also been a murder at the f- factory. The what? The f- factory in Milton. Ah, oh, you mean the Forex Brewery. They've been murdering beer there for years. <laughs> Special Agent Gibbs, we have the toxicology report back from the South Bank Beach. Good God. It says this water is 95% urine. Straight. It's gone down by 3%, Gibbo. It's Gibbs. And what about the organic material we found? Nah, it turns out that was just a Mars bar. Got lucky on that one, Gibbonator. It's Gibbs. Look, do you have any real crime for me to investigate? Actually, yes. This man says he's witnessed a massacre. It was horrible. A complete bloodbath. No survivors. Victims everywhere. What are you thinking? Terrorist attack? Naval officer that snapped under too much pressure? Nah, I rewatched the Broncos last season. It was brutal. Oh. Okay, I'm getting on a plane and going home. Oh, well, then you'll witness a real crime. Finally. What is it? The price of the tiles. It's bloody outrageous, Gibbonator. <laughs> it's Gibbs. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's time to play What's in Your Crack? crack. Are we allowed to say that? What's in your crack? Everyone's got a crack. You probably just haven't looked in your crack recently. I'm not convinced I have one. I'm just saying I don't convince I have one. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We need to go down and check that, actually. Well, you, can, you are welcome to. I thought you were going to do it this morning. I should have, actually. We'll send someone down during the next ad break okay. so we can check your crack. Just send two people down not just that to be far safe. away. <laughs> <laughs> the crack I'm talking about, if you're driving to work at the moment, um, I want you to look in your crack, but do it safely. Um, if you are operating a motor vehicle, maybe pull over and do it. The crack, we call in my house, that part, the abyss between your car seat mm. and the centre console. So, where you've actually got, you know where you click your um, seatbelt seat belt in. into? If you put your hand down there and then ran it forward, there's that, like, slot. Is it like a leather thing? There. It's, it's just the... It's the hole between the chair and the console. Yeah. That is exactly the width of an iPhone. Yes. Is that where your iPhone goes? All the time. And two centimetres mm. deeper than an iPhone and your hand. Yes. So you can't <laughs> get to it if you drop your iPhone. Now, the Are you thing... not cleaning your crack? No, because... No one cleans their crack on the daily. No. The crack, to clean that crack, you've got to get out of the car, mm. yeah. go into the back, back of the car, put your hand underneath the seat, mm. and then reach around mm. to get whatever's out there. And then you've got to feel around, because you don't know and you can't see, you're like, what's that? Is that a pickle? I don't know. Yeah. What's that? Oh, okay. There's a... I feel like I'm missing out on this, this oh. crackness. I think there'll be, if you look in your crack, you think I'll have car, something. there'll be all the stuff in your life that you've wondered where you've put, and I reckon that'll be sitting right there. You have lost a lot of things, probably being your crack. Mm. 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 There's a lot of, in mine, Yeah, mm. a lot of McDonald's chips. But I, oh, wow. And Okay. Because I usually, when I get my meal from the drive-thru, I'll whack my fries between my legs mm. and then just like eat as I drive and mm. then you drop a couple. Mm. Uh, yesterday, I looked in there in preparation for this morning ah. mm. and one of Esther's makeup brushes mm. is down there. Mm. It's mm. a black hole. Yeah. Do they not clean it when you go and get it cleaned? No. They don't do the cracks? No. Extra? Yeah, because what it is is <laughs> things can go in it, but you've actually got to spread the chair over to look in the crack. Uh, so you can't, to the naked eye, you don't just see straight down. They should have that when you go and get, you know, hoppies. Mm-hmm. Crack clean. Cra- yeah. You know what I mean? Extra yeah. $20 or something. Mm-hmm. I pay good money for that. Mm-hmm. So thirteen ten sixty. everyone's got one. <laughs> just look right now in your car, the crack... Between your car seat, mm-hmm. so it's in the front. You've got one on the right if you're in the passenger, one on the left if you're driving. 
Just spread the chair over a bit. Look Have down. down. What's in your crack? You can even look on the other side. There isn't. There's two cracks technically because the yeah. one by the door is just as hectic. Yeah, mm. but easy to get to between the door jam and and you. You mean the between the door and your the door and the chair? Yeah. 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 So mm. thirteen ten sixty. We're just we're just curious. Mm. Ha, will you find something that you've been looking for for You'd years? You want to find money? Yeah. Yeah. You don't mm. find money? Oh, no. yeah, you would. Mm. The hardest thing about this is you're going to be able to tell us what's in that crack, but you're not going to be able to reach it. Ah. So that's going to be annoying. Yeah. All right. We have got a lot of calls here. <laughs> a lot of gold <laughs> lining. Uh, Tanika in North Lakes, what's in your crack? I have a very greasy lease agreement and about 20 Macca's chips. Yeah, yeah the chips. <laughs> yeah, those, those fries, they just slip straight in there, don't they? Yep, gone forever. You know what? You could pick it up. I think it would still taste the same. <laughs> no thanks. No, I, I, I would eat one. I know you yeah, would. They don't seem to like. They, they, they don't. Down. They really don't. Uh, Gavin's on from your manto. What's in your crack, mate? Hey, when I was a mechanic, I had to pull out the front seat of a of a car, mm. and I found a melted CD melted to the side of the crack. Oh, oh wow. plastic on there. Mm. What was the Hot band? weather? Uh, the good old Veronica's. Ah, you had the Veronica's in your crack. I feel so oh, untouched. Wow. Wow. Oh, you're good on you, buddy. Well, it might have been nickel crack. Jesse in Griffin, what's in your crack? Hi. So um, I recently sold my car to my best friend, and my husband was clearing out the crack, and he found, uh, as well as all the other usual junk in there, mm. two hairbrushes. Mm-hmm. Two bank cards which I'd lost and cancelled, oh. and a brand new unopened pack of chewing gum. Yeah, oh. I, I would suggest to anybody if there's something that you have been looking for for a long time, mm. check the crack yeah. because check there's it. a good chance mm. that it's in there. That's where I met my wife, <laughs> Chris in Morayfield. What have you found? <laughs> Good morning. Well, if it wasn't for Maddie, I wouldn't have looked down there and found 50 bucks in my work car. So it's my car. Oh, Chris. Oh, wow. So could that you have been someone yeah. else's money? You've got to clean your crack. You've got yeah, to clean, you gotta your, clean crack. your crack. Yeah. You just, and you know what the best part is? You took 50 bucks out of someone else's Nelson. crack. Mm. It's a shared crack. Mm. Uh, good on you, legend. 131060 is the number. I think someone's got that beat. We've got Edward in Stafford Heights. What have you found in your crack? Hey, going, yeah, um, I pulled over. Heard your story. On the radio, and yeah. pulled over, and I found um, two twenties and a couple of fives down the driver's side. And yeah. on the left side, I found fifty dollar notes to round up to three hundred dollars. You had three hundred dollars in your crack, and you didn't know it. Yeah, you didn't notice that missing. No, I didn't. <laughs> what do you do, Edward? <laughs> or maybe don't tell me. Maybe no, you're in the car like... quite a bit. Maybe you're driving around. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that's that's rewarding. You happy? Oh. Uh, oh, I'm stoked. Mm. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> there you go. Check your crack, Brisbane. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. $10,000 Alpha Bucks on the air tomorrow. It's a Friday, uh, the 18th of February. I think there's something significant about it, but I'll just have a think and let no, you know. There isn't. Oh, and the clue for Alpha Bucks is a dollar. Do you reckon you'll get many dollars for your birthday tomorrow? Dollars, no. What are you going to do for your birthday? Nothing. Get laid? Not get laid? Nope. Oh, well, that means I have to take my present back then. <laughs> we all got the same thing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Like 
Imagine driving home and seeing your suburb on a big sign, but it's spelt incorrectly, and you're like, what? Have I been spelling it wrong the whole time? Because that's what's happened to the beautiful residents up at Morden Bay, which I love Morden Bay region, uh, at Narangba. Mm. They've looked at it and they've gone, what is it? It's spelt with an, why is it spelt with an E? And jo- people are joking about it because rather than N-A, they're saying, what, did they run out of A's in the packet? Uh. Some people are saying that it's from down south, Narang, and they've just added a few letters on the bottom. <laughs> like, there was a leftover Narang sign. Yeah, I mean, I just so it's a that. new sign that's come up saying, you know, Narangba that way, and um, everyone's like, yeah, no, you, that's not how you spell yeah, it. It's one, job, Phil. one job, One Where's job, Phil. One job, well, you yeah. can see the mistake because they've written Narangba instead of Narangba. No, you know what the problem is? That's a sign that's made in Sydney. Oh, 100%. I saw a, a, um, a sign at some roadworks for a detour for Ipswich mm. that just completely missed the P. It was Iswich. Mm. This way. And I was like, that's the, that's not even an easy mistake to make. Are you make. allowed to use nicknames on um, signs? Like just Indro? They do. Well, they sometimes <sighs> do Gabba. Oh, they do too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, not Indro. Okay. So we have our uh, two beautiful producers in. Uh, Ash and Taylor. Now, Ash, you're from... New South Wales. New Sa- oh, are you also New South Wales? Yes, Cronulla. Why did we let that pass? I was going to say, how did you get employed? That's so weird. We should I have asked have that first question. I did have to do a quiz. A did quiz? You? Yeah. What, the HR department? You do that? No, like, how well do you know Brisbane quiz? Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. Who okay. made you do that? Abby. We did. <laughs> oh, did we? Yeah. <laughs> did we? Yeah, I was like, let's Remember? not ask any more oh, details. Remember? And she, she, she passed. Anyway, yeah. so let's move well, on. you're here, so you must know enough about Queensland. <laughs> yeah. now, Says the Adelaide girl. What a bit. It That's happened, a very good point. It happens a lot here, so we'll throw to a caller. You'll hear us say, hey, Reese from Ashmore is on. Mm. Um, and... We're in a little bit of a patch with you two because you've just moved up from New South Wales where you're spelling the suburbs wrong. Um, Slat Creek was the other one. Yeah. You, yeah. Who wrote Stats Creek for me the other other day? That was me. Yeah, right. Yeah. That I said, and you know what? If it's written, I'll read it. Yeah, he'll so read that, it. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Stab's done a bit of digging around on the internet uh, and through his Mr. Brisbane mind there, he's got some of the hardest to spell suburbs in Brisbane and we're going to do a little spell quiz on you now. Mm. Okay. Now... <laughs> This one, look, I don't think this is fair because I don't think I could even spell this one. It's one of the biggest ones and it's got a shopping centre. Do you guys know how to spell Indorupoli? Indra. Is that how you pronounce it? No, it's it? not. Can you stop doing that to them? <laughs> I'm helping so them. You say, he doesn't Indorupoli. say Capalaba. How do you say Capalaba? Capalaba. And you guys think it's real. It's not real, okay? It's not real. It's not real. I think I know how to spell it. Do you okay. know Taylor? I can use it in a sentence. Please do. <laughs> can you please spell Indrapilli? <laughs> Okay. I N D O R O. Nope. Okay. I think I'll buzz in here. I N D. Uh huh. Double O. Uh huh. R. Uh huh. Double O. Good. P I. Keep it coming. Double L. Yep. Y. Bingo. Yeah. That's mainly because she's been to the shopping centre. Yeah. Literally. Worst car park in Brisbane though. Uh, lots of double O's in our suburbs. Uh, who wants to go first with Wool and Gabba? Okay, I'll go. W mm-hmm. double O. That's good. Double L. Double mm-hmm. O N. Confident. G A double B A. Bingo. Well done. Wool and Gabba. Okay. All right, we'll move away from the double O's here, of which I could still do another three or four. This one's a tough one, and it's a weird little suburb. Orkin flower. 
Orchid flower. German. It's from the German for autumn flower. I think it's a trick suburb. Mm -hmm. Uh So instead of the (laughs) OR, I'm going to opt for an AU. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. AU, CH. Keep going. EN. I'm so close. FL. Yep, almost there. O W E R. After you stormed at home. Yeah. Beautiful suburb. Uh, you know what's funny? When you go to the World Champion Spelling Bee, they act the same way when they get it right, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Where you go? Here's one for you. I want to go the opposite way. You might know, but I'll try it anyway. Here's a pen. I'm going to spell it, and I want you to pronounce it, okay? Okay. So, O-R-M-E-A-U. How would you yeah, pronounce that? This is a good one. Ormeo. Well, that's impressive. Is it? No. No. It, it, <laughs> it said Ormo. It said Ormo. <laughs> That's not Orm- your... Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So you're oh. almost right. Almost there. Yeah. But that is, but to be fair... But I was hoping you would go, oh. <laughs> 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 to be fair, too, that's about halfway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Yeah, is so that it's, where it's the... But we claim it. We yeah, always claim any suburb we like. That's where the theme parks are. Is it? Where uh, close. Are? You drive past it right. on the left, and okay. then you get to Coomera is where the... The theme parks are, but you will see it on the way there. Okay, Ormo. 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 Well well done. Yeah, good job. Well done. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You can find a bit of everything on Tinder, but one little swipe can change your life. Oh, my God, I just loved this documentary. I loved it. The Tindler Swindler. It's about a guy who makes women fall in love with him. He has a relationship with them, but then he uses the money that they give them to woo the next girl. Yeah, the old Ponzi scheme. It goes on and on and on. It's on Netflix. It's in the top ten right now. And one of the girls who um, was one of Simon's victims joins us this morning. Cecile, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You guys have had to live through it. And now live through it again once people have seen it on Netflix. Has that been hard to relive it? I think it's a bit up and down, you know, because we've been making this for three years now and we're kind of happy that it's out. But then you realise, oh, I need to retell it again and again mm. and again. And it is my trauma up there. So, yeah, sometimes it's fine. But sometimes I just, oh, my God, I just want to forget about this now. <laughs> What's different about this too is he scams you out of how much money exactly did he take? Over two hundred thousand pounds. He manages to get in the end. So yeah. And what's different about this is a usual Mm. scam is an online romance where you never meet Mm. the person, and you know they continually say, "Hey, we're going to meet up." But you met him. Yeah, and I think with this is that it's an entire team. He could never have done it to this scale if it didn't have so many people like that you met. I met friends, you know, I had dinners with him and his friends in Amsterdam, business partners from way back, you know, like his daughter and like the daughter's mom. And like it's it's instills that, of course, what is happening around you is real. But in reality, it's just immersive theater that they create around you. So it's extremely weird to have been part of, actually. <laughs> Can you explain more about how charming he must be? Like, I was blown away that after everyone has seen this show that he has rumoured to have a new girlfriend, that he is saying that uh, this new girlfriend has come out and said that he's just misunderstood, that all of this is lies. He must be ridiculously charming to be able to convince people. This. Yeah, and uh, he, he is. He really portrays the act 
he really is in his mind, you know, Simon Levive. And he is very charismatic and he's very cunning. So he knows exactly what he's doing. And I have to say, like, we, if you, there's a podcast that is out as well that I would invite you all to, to listen to because it tells so much more than that this is just not women. But when you mix in that and with emotions and how he has no remorse and no empathy, he's a very dangerous man out there, I have to say. What about the real guy? Does anyone know about him, like his real family? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, that he comes from a very strict religious upbringing. His dad was a rabbi, and that goes more into the podcast that is maybe part of his childhood, how he has ended up the way he is. So it's a very sad, yeah. And I think that when I was with him, you know, he was talking about his family, which was supposed to be the Levives, but I think he mixed a bit in with his own childhood there. And no one knows for sure, you know, about his childhood and exactly um, who he really is. The first day you met him, mm. he was saying he was this billionaire, um, you know, says, do you want to come and catch a private jet with mm. me to go on a business trip and a holiday? So what's the clever thing about what he's doing is he's showing you he has wealth. So you just assume this guy has all this money. So, of course, he's going to pay you back. You've been on a private jet with him. Um, yeah, before. I haven't heard about any private jet scams at that point in time. <laughs> that was not very <laughs> yeah. well known. Yes. That, yes. Like, yeah. for example, yeah. there was no Simon Levive on even on that private jet, you know. So he lures everyone yeah. with fake passports. It's not just women he lures, and I just have to say that. I think he lures hotels, yeah. he lures businesses, he lures company. Everyone believes him because the scam is so well done. And I think that's very important to very be clear to say. Uh, this is not just a st- stupid woman falling for charm and money kind of. Oh, right. So, so he hasn't, around the world, there's a lot of places where he hasn't even paid his bills. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like when we calculated how much he's taken from, you know, people like like us, how much he can actually get. It's it's not even enough, you know, to, to spend like $7,000 on a Rolls Royce on one day, you know, and all this. So he has defrauded companies as well across Europe and in the US. But yeah, you, we will see. It will come up more how deep this scam actually runs. Hearing you say that, where you're like, it's not just, you know, dumb women. And I mean, that's obviously what people have been saying mm. constantly. Like, how did you believe it? Yeah. And I have to say, and this is why the victim shaming comes in, because everyone is saying that. And I think yeah. it's very weird when someone has been abusive towards you mentally. And I have to say, like not like that, but it's my opinion. Yeah. That if you have a relationship with someone that is fake and you haven't consented to that. So this is very damaging, just both economic and emotionally. And to turn on the victim is almost like how rape was viewed with women before. Like how, or even to this day, why did you go to the after party? Why did you drink? What, like it's a very weird thing for me to to witness. We need trust, and the moment they get you in this reality that is so real, like it is reality, is even weirder. If it would have been a movie, mm. then you have to say like all these people mm. I met is fake. That has never happened before. And that's such a good point <laughs> is saying that as well because I don't think people think of that. And because there is no, uh, there's not enough sympathy for the victim saying that you actually went through this. A lot of people don't want to come forward yeah. when they get scammed because they're embarrassed and ashamed rather than realising they were completely lied <laughs> and, to and tricked to and they are the victim. And this is, this is why me and Pernilla, you know, back in 2019, we were going to say, like, we do this because we want to remove, we're not ashamed and we want 
want this guy caught. Like we did it. We knew we were going to get these kind of messages, you know, but it's worth it because we didn't feel that there's something to be ashamed of. There's so many other that experiences fraud shouldn't be ashamed for trusting and that you're just trusting the wrong person. It is one criminal. So how does the other side side of it work? Because it is, you said before, doing all this and having to chat to people, you have to go back through your trauma, which is, mm. is very true. But so do Netflix come to you and go, hey, this is an amazing story. Do you want to make a documentary about it? Or did you go to places trying to get the story out? How did the, the show come about? No, it, yeah, it just turned viral in Norway and all, all over the world, not to this extent here. <laughs> and then we just got some news from the US that people were interested and was wondering, like, we're going to make a documentary. And then we realized it's better to be part of it than not part of mm. it. We were more scared because we got uh. such backlash the first time around. Be in the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit. When was the last conversation that you had with Simon? Have you spoken with him since the documentary came out? Not this documentary. Simon has enough with his Hollywood plans, so he doesn't have time for his previous victims anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's another. But I actually reached out to him in 2020 because, as you could see, uh, he's still living a very lavish lifestyle. It's very hard for us victims mm. to look at that. And I, I had never talked to him, so I just wrote to him, like, I understand why you have so many meetings with your lawyers. And then I just got, Fjellhoi, good luck. I know everything and I see everything. And then he said... Your lies made me a superstar. So he's uh. completely delusional and are saying that mm. the fraud is me and that he never gave me any money, even though the evidence is clearly there. So so he's loving this. He's actually, I mean, he's a full narcissist and has yeah. complete, I don't think he has a form of reality then. Yeah, and I think that's what's dangerous about this. We shouldn't put too much emphasis on hearing like, why did he decide to defraud people and what is going on inside his mind? Because he's never going to tell us that. And that is kind of why we need to heal without getting those answers. Um, as you said. And that's hard to not get that answers, isn't it? Especially mm. when y you loved him. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And getting that kind of love story up on as well. I, I've started, I always swell up with tears when I see like the happy times, you know, in the documentary where it's like the love story because... It was really mm. special to me. Like, I don't often meet people where you just click, you know, and both are just like, oh, we have these same type of feelings. And of course, he was a magnetic guy and you felt really special that he liked you. And I see a lot of people as well, like, oh, she's ugly. Uh, why did she think that he was interested in her? And I'm like, well, I was happy, you know, like you. You're not ugly. No, but, You're not. You have people, to deal with all this. I know. But what, what yeah. I mean is that, of course, it felt special that a guy like him liked you. Uh, and of mm. course, that made you that made you feel great because you really adored him as well. And as, as I have to say, you have very he's very flashy with the pictures and videos and stuff. And I have to say, when you're with him, and that's why it was so nice to meet Pranilla. He's so funny and down to earth and caring. That I know it sounds mm. difficult to believe, but he couldn't have done it if he was an awful person. You wouldn't want to save mm. or be kind to someone that's an awful person. So. Mm. I just have to, like, when you were with him one-on-one, -on -one, he was a really cool guy. Also in the documentary, you meet the mother of his child. Mm. So you're in a car with her, you go on a private jet with her, and she says what a great dad he is and what a great man he is providing for the family. Mm. She knows how he makes his money. 
Has she ever faced the police? I think that is so difficult when it comes to law, you know, like who is complicit and who really knew. And I think from the podcast, I think we all can have opinions who was in it or not. But if Peter was really in on it or if Simon... So Peter was the security guard. Yeah, sorry, guard. Peter, the security yeah. guard. Like, was he in on it or was he duped the same way as we were duped, you know? Uh, I've had my mm. own thoughts, but, you know, lawsuits and stuff. So you don't want to get... Uh-huh. But, like, with the mom, <laughs> I just have to say, like, it was just very painful when it comes to another female that was in the same position or, or I felt it was more like everyone was saying, well, what could she have done when she was there? He met so many women. Why should he... Why should she tell you? But I was like, why was she there? Is the daughter real? The is there a daughter? Yeah. And that's really his yes. daughter? Without giving too much away, because um, the, these guys haven't watched it, explain the mother and what is revealed about her in the documentary that is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, because when I meet her, Simon is saying that this was just a one-night stand that happened, and that, but he still felt compelled to take care of his daughter. And I was like, well, over your canal... <laughs> do this and I was like well that's admirable of you to that you still want to take care of your kid and he was a very loving dad in front of me so I meet this woman and she tells me how a great dad is and then I found out through Finnish court papers that she was defrauded by him uh, back in Finland in 2015 and was on the stand putting him in jail and then she was on this private jet some years later saying how great of a dad is (laughs) and how great of a man is (laughs) And um, Mm. that is very weird for me, too. I think that we're all different kinds of people. and I'm not going to judge her. That's her her real daughter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So so she's now just gone. They had a relationship. They had a relationship in Finland. Mm. And you can feel sorry for her as well. Can you imagine? She was defrauded and then found out she was pregnant. And then she realized that the guy you're with are not even real. uh, The same as us. So you can imagine the trauma that she has suffered as well. So I think it's difficult to... Whatever yeah. while she was there, it just hurts me a lot. If you can imagine how it is yeah. to be lied to, because the women that I met meant a lot. That they had nice things to yeah. say about him, told about long relationships they had with him, and what a great guy he was. And are you still on Tinder? <laughs> Everyone is asking that. <laughs> I try my best. Like it has nothing to do with Tinder. You, these type of people you meet everywhere, and I think, and I still think dating is fun. You know, you meet a lot of crazy people and I met, maybe met one that I should never have met but Cecile uh, our advice is go for the poor people on Tinder it'll work out better for you the Tinder swindler it is I, I cannot recommend it enough yeah. it's one of the documentaries I've seen in a very long time that I was on the edge of my mm. seat watching it is fantastic mm. on Netflix thank you so much for your time and your honesty this thank morning thank you for having me and I love Brisbane Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast B105 you like Facebook marketplace and this one has gone viral because everyone's like mm, I don't know if I'd buy it mm. it's a wedding dress a girl is selling her wedding dress and she has put it up the description saying 50% of marriages end in divorce so why pay full price for your wedding gown <laughs> don't take a chance make an offer please buy my dress I need money for my divorce <laughs> What, to pay for the lawyers? Yeah. Yeah, she needs to sell her wedding dress to pay for the divorce. Now, I I personally think that is a strong woman. Yeah. That is a strong, confident woman that's going to be able to buy that dress and wear it. Because mm-hmm. I always think it just comes with the... Dull rubbish. 
The energy. The energy. It does. You would it's, be a- it's thinking of divorce, that, that dress. You would, you would be okay marrying someone in a divorce? It's just a dress. Would oh, you I drive a car? That. Would you buy a car that someone's crashed a few times? No, because the car would be banged up. No, no but if it, was all, if it was all fine. Yeah. I would buy a house if there'd have been a massacre in there. Would, if it was cheaper. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would, 100%. Liar. Would you be out? Because I nah. feel like there is an energy to it. And nah. I know that's all like, do, 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 do. But mm. I was like, I, I was like, we were looking at a house and it was like, oh, why have they moved out? And they're like, oh, it was a really bad divorce. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to sage stick it. <laughs> See, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. You'd be okay with it? No. Oh. You just wouldn't buy the house. Yeah, well, the house. See, the You'd house be hard-pressed to find a house that didn't have a divorce in it. I yeah, know, but point. you say... <laughs> Why is it on the market? <laughs> divorce. Well, you would be okay with buying... Because I reckon it's great, because I buy all my dresses secondhand on mm. eBay. Like, mm. they're nice dresses. And do you then do they're... a history check to see what's happened in them? No, but see? I never forget my mum bought me... Um, I decided to get confirmed, um, uh, baptised and confirmed at an older age, mm. near nine. Mm. And she bought me a crucifixion. And she bought a really beautiful one. She brought you a crucifix. Crucifix, a cru- not yeah. a crucifix. A crucifixion. Um, <laughs> There's a whole different thing. That does explain she the hair. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why my neck was so sore. <laughs> she didn't get me that. No. Um, but she bought me a second-hand one. Yeah. And it was it, a lovely piece of jewellery. Mm. But when I think about it, did someone sell it because I'd gave it, given up on God or did they pass away? Does, does that matter? To some people it does. You think if, if the person that's wearing the cross has given up on God, then the cross... Isn't it bad luck? Only if you believe it. Like, I would buy a second-hand wedding dress if it, they were like, oh, it was so happy, happy marriage, we just don't need it anymore. I go, yeah, that's cool. Mm. <laughs> I, get the, I get what you're saying, but it's a mindset too. It's 100% because, a mindset. Because when you put it on, you'd be like, oh, this is a divorce dress, so you're probably walking down with divorce vibes. Would you marry... Aisle. Would you like it if your fiancé bought... No. Not at See? all. I need her to be in the best frame of mind when she's walking towards me. So there's no doubt. What about no if it's doubt. a beautiful dress and it was half price? Exactly. Well, what you would do is buy it and alter at it? half price. No, no, no. <laughs> then sell it for seventy five percent of the price. <laughs> you've then cleaned the money, <laughs> and then you've you've made the cash out of it. I just want to know: Did you buy something with bad juju? Thirteen ten sixty. Because, I mean, maybe you're kind of like, no, that's... And it is a mindset, Steph, mm. like you're saying, where you're like, no, that's in the past. It's got nothing to do with my mm. wedding. Right, 13, 10, 60, uh, doesn't matter the item. Did it have bad juju? Could be a house like Stav. He didn't care who died in it. Anyone yeah. want to come to my murder house this afternoon? Drinks on the back deck? <laughs> you can have the um, chalk outline. Can I? Thank you, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, Jane, um, buying things with bad juju in them. Should we do it or should we not? Uh, definitely do it. I don't particularly believe in bad juju, but my scenario was uh, my mum actually loves eBay as well. She's an eBay holic, yeah. I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually bought my cross necklace that I cherish very much so off there. And the person she bought it off was a man, and it was actually his uh, deceased wife's necklace. And uh, we found that on later down the track, but my mum always said, don't look at it as bad juju. Look at it as someone extra that you can pray for every time that you wear it. Yeah. Oh, she's good with words. There you go. Mm. Also depends if that wife went to heaven or somewhere else, though, you know, so. Well, we hope for the best, Maddie. Yeah. Come on. I'm just, I'm just saying. That took a leap. Just saying. Yeah. Either she died of natural causes or she's mean? in eternal hell. I'm just yeah. saying. Maybe, you know. If I just always think person. that he wanted to sell it. There wasn't anyone that he could pass it on to. 
No, yeah, but, maybe. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thirteen ten sixty. Kim and Capera. Bad Hi, juju. How are you? Good. Yeah. What do you think about it? Well, I actually bought a kettle mm-hmm. and from the marketplace at Turnside. Yeah. yeah. And every time you turn it off, mm. right, the PowerPoint, it would turn itself back on. Oh. So it's haunted kettle? Yes. <laughs> yes. Even with no water in it, it would like turn on oh. and whistle. No way. I never yes. thought about a bad juju kettle. And I thought it must have been like the PowerPoint, so I moved it to a different room. Yeah. And every time, like, I moved it to the bathroom, it whistled <laughs> in the bathroom. And then when I put it, like, in the lounge room to, like, take the television out and thought, well, the television works, so I'll put it in there. Yeah. And it did the same thing. Right. Do you still have yeah. it? Yes. Is it still haunted? Yes. It sits in a box outside. Nah. I think it's like Annabelle. Do you want it? Annabelle the kettle. I think Maddie wants it. Do you want it? I was going to see if she can make it whistle for us now. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. Maybe. No, I don't want that. That's bad juju. <laughs> scary. It's got juju in it. <laughs> I don't want it's no a real ju- thing, Steph. I'm Just because you can't see it does not mean it doesn't exist. <laughs> Emma in Green Bank, what did you buy with bad juju? A uh, house. Our house, it took us three months to get them to sell it to us. They were going through a really messy divorce. Uh, within six months, we got hit by that Green Bank and Springfield hailstorm. Yeah. Uh, we were off-grid with our power, like fully dependent on solar panels and batteries and stuff. It smashed all our panels. We had no electricity for six weeks. That was super fun. Mm. Uh, they replaced our roof eventually. Um, and when they did that, they caught the insulation in the fire flue and then our roof caught fire. Oh. <laughs> like it's been it's it's been a thing. I bought smudged teeth. I don't even believe in them, but I bought them and just smudged the light yeah. out of this. Yeah. Thanks, in no. the hopes that, like, please, there's gotta be something that can fix it. At the very least, Emma, it smells nice, hey. No. No, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm after someone on my naughty list. With the news that Neighbours was going to wrap up in June because the UK had pulled out of funding, we thought, why don't we just do a bit of a a feel-good for Neighbours so that on Friday morning, tomorrow morning, they get to look at the ratings and go... What happened last night? That was a good storyline. So we have done a Facebook event where we want everyone to commit to watching it tonight, mm-hmm. 6.30 on Channel Peach. Yep. Uh, and to help <laughs> us help us promote this, because we want to use the power of the people, yeah. um, there is a guy called The List King. You see him pop up on the Daily Mail all the time, um, and he does tiers of chocolates, uh, cities of, of the uh, country. Chips. Uh, Chips he's done. Uh, Bruno the List King joins us this morning to take us through the tiers of Neighbours characters from over the years. Good morning. Oh, Maddie, that was a God-tier introduction. Thank yeah. you, sir. Good Thank morning, you. brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got God-tier, Royalty-tier, Adam Sandler-tier, Pleb-tier, Cat Vomit-tier, and these are always controversial as well because you go against popular Some people opinion. say that you like to troll people. And just uh, put the God. I'll be so sweet to you. I don't know why this is happening. May I ask why (laughs) the middle tier is called the Adam Sandler tier? Well, because, you know, if you're with your chick and an Adam Sandler movie pops on on the TV, you'll probably watch it, but you won't go, like, out of your way to watch it. Like, you won't schedule it and be like, babe, tonight we watch um, Waterboy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's sort of the rationale there. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, take us through it. Let's start at the bottom. Cat vomit tier. 
So, guys, down the bottom, I've got Scott Robinson, I've got Helen Daniels, and I've got Jim Robinson. These are all terrible, terrible characters. Do, do any of you feel any particular way about any of them at all? Yes, I love Jim. Leave Jim alone. And he went on to have a stellar career in the US. He was even in the last uh, Indiana Jones film. Yeah, but that's the actor. Yeah. What about Jim? That's how good an actor he was in Neighbours. <laughs> you see, I thought he was great in the OC, as sort of like the rich grandpa, uh-huh. but as Jim Robinson... He was like an old man with zero edge. Like, I, I've, I've met accountants with more personality than his character. <laughs> he sucked, and I was glad when he finally died off. So, they're down the bottom, and Scott Robinson, try hard. No one actually liked him. Actually, you know what? He was voted the most loved character from UK viewers. Mm. So, that should tell you everything you need to know <laughs> about Scott Robinson. He sucks. He's no good. He's down the bottom. <laughs> now, Pleb Tier, I believe, is quite controversial here. Yeah, well, I've got Carl Kennedy, Sonia Rebecca, Paul Robinson, and Jane Harris. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, Dr. Carl Kennedy, like, he's famous. He's actually a piece of garbage. He's a terrible person. I don't know if you're aware, but his backstory is that he killed a patient, and then he decided to move his his family to to Ramsey Street to avoid legal action, right? I did not know that. Yeah, so from day dot, he's, he's just horrible, and then... Throughout sort of his time on the show, he's killed off a few other characters due to medical negligence, and he cheats on his wife, and he's just he's just a bad person, and and just because he's a doctor, everyone seems to think that he's he's above the law. So I had to put him down there because he's just so bad. The Adam Sandler tier is the one I have an issue with because I think she's probably the most famous from Neighbours. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. So I've got four people in my Adam Sandler tier: Gail Robinson. Steph Scully, Charlene, and Kyle Canning. I'm guessing it's Charlene. Of course it's Charlene, Kylie Minogue. Well, look, I mean, for me, I put her in the middle because whatever. Like, you know, she was a bit of a tryhard and her relationship to that loser Scott Robinson was a huge news fest that no one remembers, except for the wedding, of course. Mm, The wedding was pretty big, yes. Yeah, and like, you know, she was like, oh, I'm a female mechanic, and it's like, yeah, those don't exist, you know, unrealistic. She was a mechanic, yeah. 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 Speaking of returning characters, this is on the royalty tier, and this guy made a startling comeback after um, disappearing for many, many years. Oh, we've got some bangers here. Harold Bishop, Toadie, Izzy Hoyland, and Madge Bishop. I'll get... I guess we all have so much love for Harold, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and here's the thing. Shaw is an old-fashioned buddy-duddy, but, you know, he's, he's, he's the needed voice of reason uh, on the show. And despite all the cheating and killing and stabbings, <laughs> Harold keeps it real at the Salvation Army. Actually, I, I don't know if you guys remember, my favourite storyline involving Harold uh, was when he had a stroke, and then as a result he became a peeping Tom for a while, and he groped Izzy Hoyland. <laughs> I didn't know that was a story. You describing him is actually better than watching the show. <laughs> I mean, they really dragged out the peeping Tom storyline yeah, yeah. like over a few seasons, and I was like, "All right, that's enough. Like, yeah. we need Harold to go back to normal. We can't have him being a creep." It's because the doctor warned him he could have a stroke at any time, and he took it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's end it on God tier. You've got three. Three people on the top of the List King's best neighbours characters. Who are they? All right. So I've got Mrs. Mangle, Susan Kennedy, and I've got Lou Carpenter, who, by the way, I mean, isn't he the ultimate Aussie legend, Lou yeah. Carpenter? I'd actually forgotten about him. He's a blast mm. from the past. He was yeah. amazing. 
Are you Googling? Oh, is he still here? Yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he's... you know, he, he, he was only meant to be like a six-month character, you know, mm. but people realised that they, that they loved him so much and, you know, he went on to be like an entrepreneur and a used car salesman and even a radio presenter and it's like, Actually, my favourite storyline involving Luke Carpenter was when he became uh, addicted to tablets of Endo. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. He was just kind of like, you know, walking around all out of it. And I was like, ah, lose the best. <laughs> he also was the entrepreneur of the show, didn't he? Yeah. He, he had the, the cafe and he owned the mechanic. Yeah, and he became the mayor as a result of, mm-hmm. of that. So Lou, Lou, Lou's the best. I, I love him. And I think a lot of the young kids, and, you know, I am one myself, mm-hmm. we use him as a meme online, you know, where he's got mm-hmm. his kind of angry face. You know, in a Facebook argument, you'll often see Lou's face <laughs> popping up just to let people know that you're less than impressed. They also did a good double act, him and Harold. Remember, they were mm-hmm. buddies and they were like, well, they were like the original odd couple. Yeah. Weren't the two of them love rivals at one stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both trying to trying to pick up this particular chick. Maybe it was Madge Bishop or or something like that. But that was um that was quite the showdown when 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 those two were going after the same chick. I loved it. Well, we'll put this up on our uh, Stav Abbey and Matt Facebook page. Don't forget tonight, 6.30, Peach, the power of the people. Let's spike these ratings for neighbours and see if we can save it. Bruno, the list king, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Can't wait to watch neighbours tonight. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. My son left his school shoes uh, at tennis last night. He changed into his tennis shoes because he's pro. Um, and he left them there. And you know when you didn't realise till later that night, do you ever think, like, this is good, this is a lesson <laughs> for them? Yes. That I, unfortunately, you're just going to have to hope they're there when you go back uh-huh. and you're just going to have to wear other shoes. But I'll be in trouble. Yes, you will. Hmm? And you wait there for a while and you go... But then I bought them. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all, oh, it punishes you the most because you have to go and pay for yeah, them. Yeah, so then I got back in the car and drove there and I decided to text a friend, pulled over and thought, oh, wait a minute, do you have them? She's like, let me have a look. She goes, I have one of them. Oh, oh. Ah, it's even more annoying. She's like, I'll check with the other son. Yeah, he's got the other. <laughs> so I'm like, do I drive to Wynnum to go and get them? I was like, no, they can swap them over at the school gate. Yeah, they can. Or go barefoot. Then <laughs> do I get in trouble with the teacher? Um, no, but there will be a note that will come home that'll be very snarky towards you. You know, they try and put it's my on first the... time going to a non-public school. Oh. Yeah. Well, he gets and you feel attention? like you're in trouble with mm. it. That's why parent-teacher interviews are so scary because you know they're not getting you in to talk to you about your child; they're getting you in to tell you all the bad no, stuff. No, they doing. just look at you and go, "Well, that's ex- <laughs> that explains, explains that. a lot." <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. You know, fuel is very expensive at the moment, and we are doing Make It Rain Monday. Say it how you should. Make it rain Monday! Make it rain! (laughs) On Monday, every caller who gets an air gets to take a fuel. Now, my mum works at a petrol station, so I've got a bit of intel. She was right the other day. And I'm only annoyed at myself because she texted me, and I even told you guys. So I went and did it. Mum just texted me and said, fill up today, fuel's going to go up. And I didn't do it. And then the next day I get into my wife's car and had to fill it up at a dollar ninety-eight. Ouch. It hurt, man. It really hurt. Paying. 
for the fuel and a bottle of Coke and a cherry ripe. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't it. get that. Why has it gone up at the moment? Um, I think like, I mean, <laughs> the war, possible war in Ukraine's got something to do use with that. it. No, that, well, uh. that's what they've been saying on the news. Other than that, I Then don't... why is there always a war before Easter or Christmas getaways or a public holiday, long weekend? Religion stuff? I don't no, know. It's always Christmas time. I was thinking about the Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we haven't done in a while? A war. Ah. Uh, thanks, but no, thanks. What is it Listen for? to your mother is the thing I'm trying to say there. Absolutely nothing. There are certain guilty pleasures that are guilty pleasures. Things you know you shouldn't like, but you do. I don't want to hear all yours. <laughs> and at the service station on the way home from here, they have A, two things. They have the best chicken wings I've ever had, <laughs> and that's at a servo. Yep. It's because they're three days old, they're nice and crispy. <laughs> yep. And they also do a pork riblet burger. Now you love servo food. I love it. Maybe cheese sandwiches. I love it, and I love a, I love a McRib, and this is and I know because you look at it and it's pork. It is pork, but it's actually been shaped in some sort of mould to look like ribs. Yeah. It's not ribs. I don't even know what. I don't even want to know what's the, where the cut of meat is. But I love them. So Eat it with your eyes closed, and you you've got no idea. You I should like, get one for you. I actually really like it. Yeah. What's the meat in a can? Spam? Is it spam? I don't like spam, but I do like corned beef in a tin. Yeah, he likes corned beef. In if a... I can sit down and eat a corned beef sandwich and sip on my uh, <laughs> Nescafe International Roast, I'm a happy You're man. You're a simple man. I'm a Stab. simple man. So right. simple, I forgot what the thanks but no thanks to this point was. <laughs> I'll take you to lunch <laughs> on Friday for your birthday. Oh, spoil I'll me. I'll make you lunch. Can you get me three chicken wings for six fifty? <laughs> So, thanks for that thing. So good. Stab, Abby, and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby, and Matt on V105.